Hi there and welcome to everybody watching and listening to the live Wednesday Bulletin on the This Is Ibrooks Network. Today I'm joined by Ian. How you doing, Ian? I'm good, mate. Thanks. Good, good. And all the way from Northern Ireland, how are you today, Ben? All good, mate. All good. Glad to be here. That's good. Uh, look, uh, as always, I, I was a bit, I'm a bit worried uh, doing the Wednesday shows sometimes now because we don't have a midweek game and I'm always paranoid that we don't have anything to talk about, but... As always, there's absolutely hundreds to talk about when it comes to the Glasgow Rangers. Um, we'll talk about some of the comments from Nico Raskin um, and what he says about uh, Ryan Kent and, and Todd Cantwell. Um, Ryan Jack's been called up to the uh, national team. Uh, not particularly bothered that he's been called up to the national team, but there's maybe a, a discussion to be had and uh, given his, his injury record, should he be continuing? Um uh, Barisic appears to be back off to Croatia uh, as his wife uh, is going to give birth shortly. Um, we bit of, well, we see a wee bit of Mora Yilmaz or, or Devine. Um, and the question that, that's leading the banner tonight, which which was uh, caused a great debate in the uh, This Is Ibrook's WhatsApp chat, was uh, I think it was Scott Cameron put it in there. Should we, should we sell uh, Hadji to, to finance Tillman or, or, or would, would you be happy with that? Um, and it just opened up a a can of worms um um and yeah and uh what else have we got to talk about uh a few more players returning to fitness um we'll have a look at the squad um and maybe do a wee a wee preview of the motherwell game um but ian I i'll come to you first on this I, I like to start off the the wednesday bulletin with a wee on this day but absolutely nothing happened uh it was memorable on the 15th of march um for <laughs> for for any rangers area so we're wishing um Happy 45th birthday to Algerian legend Brahim Hamdani. He joined Rangers in 2005 uh, on a Bosman from uh, Marseille, I think it was. Um, I seem to remember him having that odd spell under Paul Le Guin at, at centre-half for a wee bit, and then he got shifted into the midfield. Um, we were talking about that that brilliant old firm goal that he scored, Ian, um, but he had, he had a good career with Rangers, played 108 times, played in the 2008 UEFA Cup final, won one league, two Scottish Cups uh, and a League Cup. Uh, what was your, your memories of, of him, Danny, as a player, Ian? As you say, that goal um, is one of the first old firms I can remember. Um, in terms of watching the full game and being properly involved in it kind of thing. Um, and that wonder goal, as I said, little tiny deflection, just to... Yeah. Tiny. Uh, wonder goal, yeah. And again, he scored a goal, was it against Osasuna, I want to say, in Europe? Yeah. On the way there. I think there was only two goals he might have scored for us, maybe on another <laughs> open one somewhere, but he saved it for the big occasion, certainly. Yeah, no, he was a player that I absolutely loved. He was, he was in that... Um... Uh, sort of papatch mold, and that you always got like just seven out of ten from him. He was steady, mopped up, and and he was just a good utility player to to have in the middle of the pitch. And um, uh, Podmaster General Scott Patterson said that I had to mention that it was also Ian Ferguson's. I think it's his fifty second birthday, but I know I've talked to loads. Fifty six. Um, so well, there. I'm, he doesn't good look number, at good number that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no comment. Don't want to tempt fate, but yeah, it certainly <laughs> is a good number. Um, look, Ben, uh, I'll come to you first. Um, here, um, I thought it was interesting that we saw some comments from uh, Nico Raskin uh, and some of the the broadsheets uh, over uh, today. Um, especially talking about his teammate Ryan Kent. He says he's a top player uh, and is inspiring. 
uh, as well. He's very good professional, and that's why he's so good. I want to learn from him. Honestly, he's the only guy I knew when I was going uh, when I was young, a young kid. Um, he was famous in Europe as well. I'm enjoying playing with him a lot. He's so good when he's got the ball at his feet, and it's almost um, impossible to take the ball off him. It's hard to play against him in training, but it's very good to play with him. Um, Raskin speaking very, very positively uh, of Ryan Kent. Um, what, what's your thoughts on, on on what Raskin's had to say about Kent, coupled with with Bill's comments at the weekend that, that he singled Kent and Jack out as players that he would definitely, definitely like to keep? Do you think do you think Bill's just had a wee word in, in Raskin's ear before he's done an interview and said just just butter him up as much as you can, son? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it does no harm uh, for Raskin coming in trying to settle in. You know, uh, Kent is one of the senior players in the squad, um, and one of the one of the big names in the squad. So he's trying to trying to sort of butter him up, as you say, um, and with knowing that the manager clearly wants to keep him. Um, I mean, no doubt, in, no doubt in the talent of Kent, um, and and it, it you know it's obvious to say it's just it still comes down no matter what who says or whatever it still comes down to productivity and and you know value for money um wages wise and, and what he's going to give to us um, but it is encouraging to see that whether how, how much truth is in it i'm not sure but you know that that we have players that are potentially attracting young talented players from 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 elsewhere is a good thing so if that is the case then then you know albeit if raskin's any mates as good as him then you know show them videos i can't too if it'll get them to sign <laughs> yeah 100 percent um I'll stick with you, Ben, here. Nicholas Moore says uh, Kent has improved under Beal. Uh, I certainly agree with that. He had a bit of a, a ropey start to the to the season. I know it's always talked about his price tag with his £7 million and, and, and it gets brought up of have we received £7 million worth of value um, type thing. But I was maybe a bit surprised to see that he only had three goals and, and nine assists so far. What have you made of Ryan Kent's season? Yeah, um, it, I'd agree with that comment as well. He's definitely he's definitely improved. I think the biggest reason why he's improved is that he's been given more freedom um, and is able to express himself that little bit more. Um, what I think about his season is okay. Um, and for a player with the quality that we know he has, we need, we need more than okay um, because he's capable of it. Um, so I, I, I'm the thing with Kent is you're always you're always looking for more, and those numbers those numbers aren't great. And I'm not really I'm not really worried about we've paid what we've paid we paid it a few years ago. I'm more worried about the now and the value and the wages and and things like that. You know, the, whether we got seven million worth for or not, you know, is is a hard one. Um, when you think of some performances in Europe and stuff and what what money that's brought into the club and and also, you know, if he's brought us Raskin. Then he's worth seven million, um, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, you can tell I'm all in on Raskin. But um, his season has been okay, um, but he certainly has other levels to go up. Yeah, I, I saw a few comments in social media today. You know, when he was talking about as he was watching him as a as a young kid, and and I just. You know, I, I don't think um, it's quite the that Raskin was watching videos of like the Liverpool <laughs> under 17s or anything like that. But I just think it was because he, he was part of that the European run, and, and obviously Rangers are a big team. You know, on the continent, everybody knows who we are. Um, you know, I'll, I'll come to you. I'm going to stick with with Raskin talking about um, about Kent there. Um, what do you make of his comments saying that he's he's the best player at Ibrooks? And and something else I'm going to bring up here. Pete Lawrence says um, it makes a difference when a 
when players have quality and pace around you, your midfield, Raskin sees he can undo, uh, unlock the doors for us. Um, what, what do you make of that? I think it makes sense why he thinks he's the best player. Um, I think for any of us, you'd probably pick Goldson, to be honest. Um, but from a sort of a midfielder's point of view, a guy who, as we keep talking about, is always playing like on the front foot, trying to start attacks. He's going to be looking for Kent 99% of the time. Obviously, if you look to your right, you've got like, what Sakala or Scott Wright, so I can see why he's, he's looking the other way more often than not. Um, but no, as you say, if, if he has watched him since he was you know, young, I mean, he's, he's, what, four years younger than him, so I don't really... Yeah. Didn't quite follow that comment, but obviously watching him in Europe, he, he was probably the most exciting player on that European run, which he, he was referring to. He is the player who who gets you off your seat kind of thing, albeit, as we just said, he doesn't score anywhere near enough goals, does get as much assist probably as he should either, but he is, he's the, the best star quality in the team, um, and he has been for a few years now. So, I, yeah. as I say, it makes sense. Yeah, there's there's a wee bit of tongue-in-cheek here from, from Teddy Bears. If you write Rosie in the goal line, then I guarantee he'll score a barrel load. Um, it's certainly something that has been been levelled at Kent. And, and I know um, Craig was going off his nut about it on, on the Monday podcast when he was talking about, I don't understand how professional football players who are played to, to score goals miss the, the target so often. But on that, Ian, would, would you offer Kent a new deal next season? And, and let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, he's he's the best winger we've got. He's he's like I say, he's the one guy that can unlock things. He, but I think people don't realise how much work he puts into a game. Like Rassin's comments was like he's always in the gym and he's he's working to better himself. I mean, the amount of tracking back he does to help Barisic to help the midfield, it's it's as much as anyone else in the team. Um, and as I say, yes, he doesn't get enough, enough numbers as he should, but. You talk with, with him working with Beal a bit more, he can try and be in the right place. I mean, to see, to honest, see if he gets in the box more, he'll fix mm-hmm. that. The amount of error attacks that he's sitting on the edge of the box beside the midfielders, he just needs to get that out of his game, but whether he can or not. But I, I don't see him being sort of stubborn with money for some reason. I don't think he's like trying to get like top earner kind of idea, but mm-hmm. I'd certainly be trying to get him tied down. Yeah, 100%. Um... Ben, I'll, I'll come to you in the next point. We'll continue with that wee sort of interview from, from Nico Raskin, uh, and he talks about his relationship with, with Cantwell. There certainly seems to be a bit of a, a bromance brewing there on on and off the field. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it in that Rafe Rovers game when I think Cantwell got, got done by that guy, and then he dished out a bit of retribution, and, and, and Raskin was the first one over there, you know, shoving the players away. On a side note, it, it really annoyed me in that Partick Thistle game where, where Tillman scored that goal and there was virtually no Rangers players round about him. So hopefully um, the, the, that's something that Raskin will bring to the team. But he says, uh, he describes Todd Cantwell uh, as his buddy, says that, of course, it's important to, to help you settle in. The boys are very good and I'm very happy. Uh, we, we used to play the PlayStation together in the afternoon and we passed the time together when we were here. Uh, we're fans of the UFC and we are playing UFC. Um, ask Todd who wins. Um, what have you made of, of their sort of, uh, their, I don't know, connection that they've got so far? And, and they seem to be two important players for us going forward. Well, I mean, it's it's a good thing that other players have connection. Now, I'd agree with you what you're saying there about the Tillman um, incident. We, we need to be protecting, especially young players like that, and, you know, and we need to be getting around them. And um, what, what these two are, are starting to build is good, especially considering they both come in at the, 
the, both the first two signings under Bale and under this new era, as as, as we're hoping. Um, so it's it's important that we have this you know camaraderie and 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 that we're we're going to build relationships and, and and chemistry within the team. Um, and these two are going to be important players coming forward. So uh, going forward, so I mean it's important that they're 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 friends, and you know that that, that will hopefully pay dividends on the on the pitch. Hundred percent. Um, and Teddy Bears here said, uh, if you mess with Cantwell, then Rascal's going to get you. Uh, Rascal, that could very well be the the new uh, <laughs> the new name on on everybody's lips. Um, Ian, exact same question to you. Um, what what have you thought um about the the sort of relationship on and off the pitch that that, that Cantwell and and Raskin are, are developing? They seem to be two players that, that their styles complement each other quite well. Yep. No, as Ben said, the, the better the friends are off the pitch, the better their relationship should be on the pitch. Um, obviously, they play they play quite close together, no doubt past each other 50 plus times per game. So the closer they are, the better. Obviously, it just helps sort of helps them both settle in a bit more as well. So I've got someone who's going through the same thing, brand new to Scotland, brand new to Glasgow, brand new to Ibrox. It's, it just makes everything a bit easier for them both, doesn't it? 100 percent I know, and I could see you laughing a wee bit there when I nearly went full still game and asked asked if you played a PlayStation 2, so um that's fine. Um look, so I'll stick with you, Ian, on an, on the next wee we point here. Um another player that was mentioned in, in Beale's post-match conference, um, that uh, alongside Ryan Kent and a player that he would like to stay was was Ryan Jack. He's obviously been called back up to the national team. Um, I know I'm not really too bothered about about international football, um, but uh, I would never ever like to tell a player what to do. But I think there's maybe a conversation to to be had um, in terms of of Ryan Jack and his, his future with the national team, given that he always seems to come back with a niggle or an injury. Um, and from a from a club point of view, I don't think they look after him. Because uh, as far as we are concerned, he is an asset of Rangers. The national team should be taking care of him. But is it maybe time for for Ryan Jack to to consider his, his future with the national team and do something similar to what what Scott Arfield did round about that age with with the the Canadian national team and and maybe consider for for the benefit of his club career, um, not featuring as much or not at all. See, I'm. A little bit more Scotland favourable than you are. Like I, I want them to win. I watch their games, but I think I said before, I'm not. I, I don't lose sleep if they lose, kind of thing. Um, but I don't. I don't think he gets a game anyway. Looking at the midfield and what what Steve Clark does, usually it's going to be what McGinn, McGregor, Gilmer was ahead of him. McTominay, I guess, would play ahead of him. So it, it could be a little bit of a waste of time. He's just training for training's sake. But being sort of a Scotland fan. Ish, I guess I'd need to say. Um, I'd, I'd rather he was in the squad because he's, he's a good player and he, he does set things that a lot of players don't do. So I, I'd, I'd, I'm okay with him going unless he comes back with another calf injury, then I'm going to look stupid. Yeah, there's there's a few a few comments coming here. Alda McNaught says Jack will come back injured 100, and do you know that's my absolute fear from that, given that we've seen that especially in the last sort of, well, not the, the, the game against Wraith, but the previous two games, how, how good he was uh, in that midfield. Um, Scott Kearney here says, if Jack get a contract, it must be no international football. 
Um, Curry Muncher says, Kyle, thoughts are if Jack comes back injured from Scotland game, all contract talks should be null and void. Um, I know Scotland's not your your national team of, of choice, Ben, um, but but where do you stand in this whole debate? Um, do you think that the, the club have to have a conversation with Jack? Uh, are he is, is, um, is international career? Yeah, I mean, I can see it both ways, to be honest. Um, obviously, ideally, I would like him to not play for Scotland. Um for a number of reasons, if I'm honest, but uh, mainly for for um, you know for for Rangers' sake. Um, but I'd be a total hypocrite when I look at it from Northern Ireland point of view. I know that this not not to bore everyone, but Johnny Evans is continually injured for Leicester. Their fans go mad because he's at every Northern Ireland squad, and I'm loving it. So it is. It would be hypocritical for me. I don't think a club can ever turn around to a player and say you shouldn't play for your national team. It has to be a decision. However. For his career in general, I think the best thing for Ryan Jack would be to, you know, concentrate on club football and 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 being fit as much as he can for for his club who who pays wages. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's as it an interesting one. It's I think the the world of, of football is changing in that regard. It, it, it's it, I'm sure it's an honour to to play play for your country, and I'm sure you you get a not too bad few quid in your your back pocket as well from it. But there's a time where I think you've you've got to to choose between between your country and and, and your club, and and I think Ryan Jack is okay at the end of the season if he is offered a new deal, which it very much seems that he will be. Um, it's a, a conversation that he'll, that he'll have to, to have with himself. Um, ben, I'll stick with you on, on the next uh, talking point here. Um, we should offer a, a congratulations to soon-to-be father Borna Barisic, um, who may be in, back in Croatia quite soon from, from the interview that I was reading from him, um, given that his wife is expecting. Um, firstly, I'd like a wee, a wee comment on how you feel that Barisic has has been this this year um just I I don't know I, I, I remember saying away back at the start of the season that I was quietly impressed by him in terms of the I mean okay it was that GV uh, Giovanni van Bronco squad that the football was terrible at times but what he was getting asked to do I think he, he did it well um but uh, what have you made of his his season so far in Borna Barisic um, do you know, I think Borna Barisic is, is really, really underrated. Um, you know, the, there's mistakes in Borna. There always will be. It, it gives me the fear every time he goes to Parkhead. There's no doubt. But his left foot and the crossing and the, the chances he creates, the goals he's created consistently, um, you know, are, are, are of a good level. Um, I don't think that he is the future at our left back. And, you know, I, I hope that Yilmaz will, will be that. But he... You know, I think he's he's given a lot to us this season. Um, not not saying he's perfect, but you know, I think if we had had he's been consistently creating chances, and I think if we had had more consistent performances from other players, would would maybe be in a better position. Um, so I think I think Borna I think Borna has done a reasonably decent job this season. Um, he, he he has not. I don't think he's ever going to get back to that sort of fifty five season level. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know he has he has been reliable for the most part. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Ian Curry Muncher here says BBB Borna boring Barisic. Um, it's that old. Uh, you can 
have your tick for for football cliche bingo here, but he's got that that wonder of a left foot. Um, I think even since Beals come back and is crossed into the box, has just been absolutely phenomenal. Got a few goals off it as well. I think he's sitting on about 13, 14 assists in in the league um, so far this year. Um, what what have you made of of Borna's um, performances so far in, in a Rangers shirt this season? Yeah, as you guys said, he's he's been one of the sort of better performers, albeit it's been a pretty miserable season for the majority of them. But my sort of problem with Borna is that, not boringness, but he's so one-dimensional and he makes us play incredibly one-dimensional. Like, he's never going to make that pass inside the fullback. He's never going to take on a a man and and beat him too often unless it's just getting to the byline. So he, he is someone that I would try and get rid of in the summer. Um, knowing that you would get a few million for him, no doubt, mm-hmm. um, because like his international pedigree is decent. As you said, he's, he has got a great left foot. He's good at set pieces. He gets plenty of assists. So there would be quite a lot of takers. But I, I just I'm just a bit bored of a Borna, if that makes sense. Like as as we said, the whole Parkhead stuff. If I see him like on his knees go down again at Parkhead, I'm just <laughs> gonna lose it because I'm sick of that. A bad run inside him. Like how, how many times do we see this same? Same routine, um, and and yeah, Yomaz is the future. I, I'd rather bring a sort of a young backup maybe to Yomaz, or, or I, I don't think there's too many pushing for the B team in that position. But maybe Divine's good enough to, to offer that cover. But mm-hmm. he is one that, albeit he's done well, I'd be I'd be getting rid of him come the summer. Yeah, you've you've brought me on to my, my next point uh, very nicely there, Ian and Ben. This one's for you. Um, but Borna Barisic in that interview when he was sort of talking about that he might be away um, for uh, a wee bit uh, over in Croatia with his with his wife. He says, regarding his future, he says what will happen in the future? We will see. You never know in football. I never want to say I will stay or I will leave. The most important thing is that I am. Um, I can't read my own terrible hand handwriting. I think it says focused here and 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 very happy. Um, it's a conversation we've had in multiple pods as well in the past, uh, and Ian's kind of alluded to it there. He, he is a player with a bit of international pedigree. He's got fifteen months left on his deal. Um, is this a player that that, that Rangers should be be cashing in on? Um, given that what was it? I think it was two two point two million or something like that that, that we paid for him. Um, would you be looking to to let him go in, in the summer? I've seen, I'm sure I saw Curry Muncher list uh, quite a few numbers of players and, and, and Borna Barisic's name was, was definitely in there. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not heartbroken either way. I would probably be looking to move him on, yes, um, provided that we're going to now see Yilmaz for, get a good run and, and show that he's at the level that we hope he is. Um, so, yes, I would probably would. I mean, if this is the time, otherwise you're going to lose him for nothing. Um, in a year, year or year and a half time. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would. Um, but we need to make sure that we do have somebody that's going to be able to cover. Um, should Yilmaz, because Yilmaz is a young player. Um, is he? Is he necessarily? You know, I know that he hasn't generally had uh, injuries like he's had this season, which seems to be the case of a lot of people when they come to us. But um, we need to be sure that he's going to be reliable and be able to be there and be be playing week in week out if he's going to be our first choice left back next season um otherwise we're going to need to make sure that we have um good quality to cover and borna borna certainly would be good quality to cover uh but yeah we, we, we need to we need to reinvest in the squad big time in in many areas and 
you know, we need maybe moving Borna on is, is is a chance, as you say, with the international record and stuff. He's you know, he'll, he'll get you a little bit of money. We're not going to get a massive amount for him, but but yeah, I would move him on. Yeah, there's again, there's again, as always with Rangers, there's, there's quite an even split. Um, people saying that they would keep him, people saying that they would they would punt him. I, I better be careful what I'm saying because obviously this is live streamed on YouTube and I don't know if he was watching in Croatia. But um, <laughs> Pete Lawrence here says the sign of a good winner is still wanting to be part of the team, even if that's on the bench. Can't see him accepting that though, and I, I think that's a very, very fair point. Um, Aldo McNaught here says, I wouldn't born a bar, to say, but it's the old chestnut, you don't know what you've got, um, till it's gone. Uh, and a very a good point here by Bilko Blue says that Borna's cardio is different level. It is because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen, apart from Tav, uh, somebody shifting up and down down that 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 wing as much. Um, I'll come to you, Ian. Are you looking forward to Ridvan coming into the squad? Are you looking forward to seeing him a wee bit, given that we got a bit of a glimpse at the weekend? We know he's got a wee trick in him. We know that his crossing is not a strong point. He seems to be a bit more direct into the box. And and for me, I think this is something that, that especially players like Cholak will absolutely feed off of, is that that cutback. Um, are you looking forward to seeing him play in the squad? Cannot wait. Generally cannot wait. I think when we speak about Borna, he has a great crosser. He puts five, six, seven amazing crosses in every game. But how many do we score for them? We've not got great headers of, of the ball. Like I think one of the comments before was that McCoyst and Haley would have a field day with Borna. And they absolutely would have. But yeah. we don't have guys like that up front anymore. That's why I'm very much against it. Whereas Yilma has, has that, that craft in his game, that, that pass into, into the midfield or fullback. It just gives us so much more options. Especially if he's got Kent in front of him, <clears throat> Raskin beside him, Cantwell floating about, Tillman, Hadji. These are all very clever footballers. So you'd think it'll make us a very good team to watch, I'd hope. Um, but, but as Ben said, I mean, we don't know how reliable Yilmaz is. Can he play two, three games a week? Can he play 90 minutes back to back to back? This, this is his big chance to prove to all of us that he can. So fingers crossed he can do just that and, and we all get the benefits from it. Mm-hmm. And and Ben, it's it's the exact same question question as you, and and something we'll maybe come on to to later on as well. But um, yeah, are you looking forward to seeing seeing Ridvan and, and the Rangers squad, even if it is just to see something a bit a bit different? Because we have had Borna Barisic at, at left back for sort of three four years, and as good as his crossing is, I think a lot of of teams um have maybe. Not sussed them out a bit, but but they, you know exactly what you're getting from Borna Barisic. Maybe time to see something a wee bit different. No, definitely. You know, so we bought we bought him for a reason, Red Van. And I, you know, aside of whether Borna was going away and his wife having the baby, I would still have liked to see this happen and see. I mean, we know we know the changes that need to happen in the team, and you know, now is the time to to start implementing them when when players are available. Um, we pay good money for Red Van, so let's get him into let's get him into the team, give him a run. And judge him, you know, give him a time to grow into the shirt, um, and 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 you know, get a good look at him and get get him to build his confidence as a Rangers player, because uh, unfortunately for the kid, he's just not had that chance through injuries and things. Um, so it's it's important, and I I, I think just in in the team in general, you know, to, not to go off on a tangent, but you know, in certain games, I would like to see like McCrory get a run in goal. Do I think he's going to be the future? Probably not, but we won't know with any of these guys unless we give him a chance. And, you know, with the league being gone, in my opinion, 
um, now is the time to, to to give these guys a chance under a little bit less pressure, um, and you know give them the opportunity that that they deserve and they need. You can't judge them until we've seen them. Yeah, hundred percent. It's I'm I'm with the two of you. I'm very very much looking forward to seeing um, uh, just something a wee bit different. Um, and I can't remember who it was in the the comments. It might have been Curry Muncher or somebody else like that said that something that Ridvan can do that the Borna Barisic can't do is actually take it take it past the man. Um, we know he's got really quick feet. Um, I was maybe going to uh, leave this till, till a wee bit later, but seeing as we are talking about the the, the left back position at the moment. Um, and, and then around defence, Blue Nose John here says, what are your views in going to a three-man defence against the other side? Maybe I'm not talking about about that lot in, in particular, but again, maybe address that later on in the podcast because we do know there's a, a semi-final against them in, in six weeks' time. Um, but, but you know, I'll come to you in this. Um, we, we sort of keep losing the same type of goals. W- what is your thoughts on, on a three-man um or three of the central defenders at the back, especially because I know Gio mentioned it. Um, well, Gio did it in practice when, when he had Lundstrom dropping back, especially in Europe last yeah. year. I think that was very much the intention when, when John Souter was was brought in um, a way back when in, in the pre-contract. Um, but yeah, how how do you, do you think Rangers could um, play with a, a Souter, um, Goldson and uh, Davis uh, back three? I like that they've said or that we're saying back three and not back five because back five <laughs> seems to trigger people that it's like ultra defensive. But yeah. I'm I'm incredibly for it. Um, we know our sort of weak link at the back is Tav. Like it, it gets found out every every old firm it seems. Um, so to give him that extra protection of Goldson, like basically sweeping for him and covering him, perfect. If it's Suter that's playing the central one, as we saw at the weekend, he's great on the ball, can find a pass. He passes like a midfielder, so. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then Davies, obviously naturally left-footed, can cover that side a bit better. And it just lets the full-back and basically the rest of the team just go. Because I think that's what we've all been frustrated with for so long is that we don't beat teams like 5, 6, 7, 8 nil. It doesn't happen. doesn't matter who we're playing. Lower league, a garbage team at Ibrox. doesn't happen. Um, and I think we're very, I mean, I said it, we're talking about Borna, but we are quite one-dimensional. Teams know what we're going to try and do. There was that Martindale comment after the, the living game at Ibrox when he, he basically said, we know they just get it down the wing, we cross it, we just head it away. So giving us a sort of a different option, it's not 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, however you're, you're looking at it, um, it's massive. And I think also it shouldn't see us having two up front, which we saw against Hibs. Obviously it was kind of fluid and it was Kent, then it was Sakala, just sort of moving around Cholak. But it, it just it just makes perfect sense to me if we've got a, Three good quality centre backs. Got two guys at wing back who I mentioned Tav, but Yelmaz as well. He's he's what five foot one. It looks like he's tiny. So mm-hmm. you know teams would try and target that a little bit. Like crosses at the back post and things like that. So it just removes that problem as well. Just again, as Nicholas is saying, I, I get it sounds defensive playing a back five against like your Kamarnock's Ibrooks and things like that. But really, it's like it's like a back three, and then you've got Suter in the middle of that probably stepping forward a little bit. So suddenly it's two at the back and then going for it. So uh, I'm all for it. And I, I think, as you said, that was Gio's aim when he bought, uh, when Yomaz came in and Suter came in and we spent money on Davies after that. I think that was always going to be the aim, but unfortunately for him, we just had the most horrendous luck with injuries that, that stopped that ever being a thing, other than Lundstrom stepping in, as you say, and that was 
disastrous. So <laughs> it never came back after that one. Yeah. No, that's that. Um, and and Ben, it's uh, Thomas H here says, who drops out to play in a, a back three or or a five? That that is a very very fair question. Um, I, I'm thinking we maybe take one of the central sort of defensive midfield players out. Um, and and maybe that not sacrifice, but but sort of do a bit of jiggery pokery and, and, and shift the play about that way. We, 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 what's your thoughts on that as well? That's probably that's probably where I go with it as well. Is is, is in that, that defensive midfield because you, you should have that that core of, of the three centre backs that should make you more solid. Um, but I, I I would like to see it in certain games. I like to see it be flexible and adaptable. That it doesn't need to be our formation every game. But I, I think it's good and I think it's important. I think. Um, one of the one of the positives, which I agree with what Ian was saying, it's going to get the best out of our fullbacks or wingbacks as it would be. Um, but one of the things that I think is important, we have we have so many now um, with with Alexa Tillman can play as a ten. Uh, we've got Ra- or not Raskin, sorry, uh, Cantwell can play as a ten. Kent can play in there. Um, you you could potentially play others in there. Haji in there. Um, so I think by by sort of. Listen, we we're never going to find this right winger. I don't think ever in my lifetime. Um, so <laughs> this this sort of eliminates that problem for now, at least, and allows us to sort of have have more creativity off off the strikers. And again, having that second striker as a potential, if, if we're ever going to have two fit and firing, is is, is another issue. But um, yeah, I, I I like it. I like the idea of it. As as for playing it in the semi final, which I think was the was the initial com, uh, question, I would like to see us. Trying it out first of all, um, before we're before we're obviously throwing it in there and seeing seeing that it works. But but I I, I see I see positives from it. I can understand people getting worried by oh it sounds defensive, but I I think it it gives you that core and it gives you that stability that actually can allow you to be more offensive as well because it's going to give you it's going to give you know, license for for players to go a bit further forward and, and freedom for other players as well less rigid um in, in, in other obviously you're going to have more rigidity in in your in your three at the back but you're going to have more freedom for those tens to go there to create to get on the ball uh and, and i think there's a lot of positives to that yeah, I totally, I, I totally agree. It's just getting into that mindset that it's it's a, a more of a sort of three, five, two, one, if if you will, and that sort sort of Christmas tree. And I think that the personnel that we've got at the club at the moment um, is is absolutely suited for that. Um, I did ask if there was any questions, and I'm going to ask it because uh, Curry Munchers asked it a couple of times now, Ben, and it's specifically for you. Curry Muncher says. I'm trying to find out the t-shirt Ben is wearing now. I'm going to is it is it Maradona? Because I can't I can't quite. <laughs> no, I mean wrong sport actually. It's Roy McIlroy and Tiger Woods. So oh, there yeah. you go. There, there's your. I just saw the cap and thought it might have been Maradona. My other guess yeah. Is Ayrton Senna, but not miles off it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, so I think that's a fair comment. That's certainly um let let the comments up there in terms of 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 going to going to a back a back three. For what it's worth, as I've said previously, I think I think we do have the the personnel to to do it. But um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see going forward. Um, right. The the next uh, question on the list is, and as I said at the start of the pod, this caused such a huge debate, and and this is Ibrook's WhatsApp chat. Um, and it was again. It was our very own Scott Cameron who posed the question, and it was, 
would you sell Hadji to to finance Tillman? And it just sort of opened up this the you know, what sort of combination should we be playing in the midfield? Is is Hadji a better player than Tillman? Is Tillman a better player than Hadji? Um and I, I know it's not as straightforward um is is that in terms of you know if we want Tillman we we have to sell Hadji type thing but Ian where, where do you sit on this um because because it is a very interesting question that uh, that, he, that he posed um if push came to shove would you rather have Tillman or Hadji in the team um Tillman I would I would have Tillman yeah um I love Hadji. I love what Hadji's done for us. He's, he's, he's had a lot of great moments. You know, the Hibs one and his, his debut, his first game or two, the Praga goals, the, the 55 season, he got the most assists that season. Um, and he's, he's just a lovely guy. Yeah, a really good guy. He's nice. But if we can get five, six million for Hadji, which I'm pretty sure that Turkish team would give us, <laughs> as we all know, he's got a little bit of a link there. They they bombard his Insta comments. They have Post if it's up, so many comments saying come to Galatasaray, come blah 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 blah. Um, so we would get the money for him, and I just think Tillman offers us more in terms of goals. They're, they're not similar players, but they do a lot of the same things. You know, linking midfield and attack, playing that number ten role. Um, but Tillman's ceiling for me is is insane. Like he's, he's twenty just now. People seem to forget that because he looks older. And, if you give Tillman two, three seasons of first-team football, playing week in, week out, playing European football, as, as hopefully we get a bit more of next season, I just think he's, he's got so much potential that that four million, four and a half million, whatever it is to buy him, can, can be doubled or quadrupled even within a year or two. Whereas Hadji, we don't really know how he's going to be after this injury. He, he, so he, you watch him just now and it's like he's pulling a truck. Like He is very far off it. So he's, he's going to be, obviously, he had 13 months out, so he's, he's going to take a lot of time to get back. But as you say, if it was picking one or the other, it was a similar fee you were getting to then pay out, I, I'd be doing it without a second thought, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, uh, M Ward here says, it's a very sensitive question. Tillman, not for me. Hadji's a very good player. Why are we selling a talent? Um, again, I, I know it's it's not as straightforward as if if we sell Hadji, we're definitely getting Tillman type thing. There's a multifactorial in terms of does will, will Tillman want to stay at the club? I'm assuming that, that he will, because if he doesn't, well then he's, he can get to as far as I'm concerned, uh, regardless of how good they think the guy is. But wh- where do you sit in this whole debate? Would 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 you let let uh, uh, is is um, M Ward said there a talent like Hadji go to finance? in my opinion, a, a better talent than, than Tillman? In a heartbeat, to be honest. Like, I was hoping that maybe Ian would be on the opposite side and we might have a <laughs> debate about it, but no. I have to be honest. I think I love I love Hadji. Um, I think he's a great guy. And all. I think a lot, and I'm talking pre-injury, I'm not talking, I'm not judging him whatsoever on what we've seen since, because that would be completely unfair. And I think judging him for any performances for the rest of the season would be unfair. Um, but I think a lot of games passed him by. Um, I think he can impact the game. He has talent, no doubt whatsoever. But if I was a choice between Tillman and I had a choice between Hadji and who's going to affect the game more, it, there's there's just no question that it's Tillman for me. I mean, I, I and also, I, I, I'm really pleased that we got Hadji to sign that new contract because we protect the value 
Um, and I think that I think that he can bring us in money. But um, you know, I would definitely, definitely be signing. I'm going all out for Tillman. I, I think I think the kid will will really be massive for us. But also, what he could bring into the club in two, three years' time um, is, in my opinion, more than what Hadji would. Um, so yeah, there's there's no question for me. See, just on that, just to sort of butt in a little bit, I don't think there's anyone else in our squad who gets us as much money as Hadji would get us. Like, in terms of we're going to need to sell, maybe, not don't need to sell, obviously we've done well last summer, bringing in so much money, but with, with no European run and things like that, we're going to need to sell to try and bring in a bit more. So mm-hmm. if, if I have a quick think, like, who else would bring in, like, five, six million? I don't, I don't think Kamara does. We said Borna has a year left, he doesn't. Tav's not going anywhere, Golden's not going anywhere, Davies is no there's no one else who who's going to generate some money to then spend the money. So again, that's if there's any clubs out there, I mean I think Matondo for ten million would be a great deal for them, you know. So <laughs> no, that's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I think I think we were the club that got duped in a um listen, I, I've seen stranger things, I've seen a lot of noise in social media about that they'll come good whenever he's fit and people are you know willing to give him another chance under a bill system which, which is fair enough but for me I'm not too sure and um, Ben I'm, I'm going to stick with you here on this wee point here um, RFC72 says I wouldn't be surprised if we buy Tillman and Bayern buy Tillman straight back and sell him elsewhere um, are you worried about the the sort of buyback clause that, 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 that Bayern Munich uh, have in the, the deal with us um, for Tillman for his loan not really, because you know, if if a club of Bayern's level are wanting to wanting to buy him, it means he's doing well. Um, and I'm assuming they're not going to do it immediately. Um, and I'm assuming that you know we're still going to make a make a reasonable profit on it. Um, I would hope that we've we've something in there that doesn't mean they're buying it back at the same price, or or at least that we're making a, a decent profit on them. Um, and at the end of the day, if if they're going to be doing that, then we're gonna we're gonna be reaping the rewards while we have them and, and then it potentially re- reaping, you know, the financial rewards that we can reinvest again. Um, so at the end of the day, to, to, if, if it's what it takes to get the player, then it's what we've got to do. Yeah, there's there's quite a few comments in here as well. And, you know, I'll, I'll come to you with this. Um, other people are saying that, that there's a few players that they, they would let go um First, before they would let um, Hadji go, um, I'm seeing Glenn Kamara's name in there a few times. I can, I can, I'm sure whatever uh, Ross Chalmers is, I can, I can hear him crying. There's um, a comment from, from him. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Is it? He's, listen, yeah. the, I'm really struggling to keep up with the comments tonight um, because they're absolutely, absolutely flying in. There he is. There, um, Ross. If that happens, you would still make 10, 15 million, most likely. Great deal. Um, I think he's obviously talking about if we sold them back to to um, Bayern Munich there but listen it's a real criticism Ross Wilson's under a lot of heat at the moment he's been been the topic of debate on, on many of this is Ibrook's podcast as well over well, for the last six seven eight months I would say um, it's the biggest criticism for me is him not letting players go at the right time you look at Lundstrom he's got a year left on his deal he's not been firing on all cylinders for it I mean he's been nowhere near the level that he was in the last six months of of last year and I suppose when you you look at it objectively he's been poor for more of his Rangers career career than he has been good in it again Glenn Kamara a guy that just seems to have you don't want to say any football players chucked it but it was definitely noticeable that his pals at Aribo and Bassey um, left in the summer, and and in that that wee interview, 
uh, or, or was it the box thing? I don't know if you guys have seen that on yeah. on the social media that Wayne just put out. I thought it was very telling that, that he would teleport back down to uh, London. I think I think that says it all. But um, what what do you think about um, cashing in on guys like like Lundstrom and, and Kamara before um, before before Hadji? And by the way, I do agree with what you what you said earlier on in terms of Hadji as one of our most um, sort of sellable assets in terms of, I mean, we know he's the face of Pepsi over in in Romania and stuff like that. So, yeah, where do you stand in, in Lundstrom and Kamara? It's a hard one. Um, not Kamara, I'd sell him. But that, I, I, I don't offend Ross too much. But I'm so sick of Kamara. I, I think I said in a podcast before, he doesn't score, he doesn't tackle, he doesn't make assists. I, I don't get it. I don't see what he does. He passes to Borna, then runs away. So that one's easy for me. I'm, still, I'm sick of Kamara. Um, Lundstrom, I've got a bit of sympathy for, to be honest, because I just think he's playing with, with two, three little knocks and injuries and just now. And he had that little spell from sort of October through like January where he basically played every game and he never really looked fit. He never had the same guy beside him, things like that. So I I would keep Lundstrom around as like a squad player. Maybe kind of switched in with Jack here and there and things like that. But um, I know he's only got a year left, so I forgot. It's, it's similar to what Ben said earlier. I wouldn't lose sleep over him leaving if it was like a couple of million, two, three million for Lundstrom. Reinvest mm-hmm. that, go again. Because for me, he's not going to be a starter next season, hopefully. And I think it's it's important if a guy's not going to be a starter, we get rid of them and try and lead in some new players and some freshness about the squad in general. So Kamara, get rid Lundstrom. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be bothered if he stays or goes. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, ben, I'll come to you in the next few points here. AG says, Kamara is mentally weak, and hello AG all the way in Poland. Um, but I-, I think that's a fair point. I think even maybe you could sort of put him in that sort of same bracket as, as Borna Barisic at times in terms of that he's... I don't want to say collapses, but when it when it goes wrong, it it, it goes wrong for him. And, and I know we've seen him get hooked, especially in the, the early part of his, his Rangers career, get hooked a couple of times. Um what what where do you stand on on would you rather let guys go like Lundstrom and, and Kamara and even Barisic that we were talking about early on, um, before we would maybe consider letting a guy like like Hadji go? Um, not necessarily. I mean I, you know, I think about doing both. Um, if I'm honest, um, I think I think the Lundstrom Kamara, one of, if not both of, should be going this summer regardless. Um, I think Lundstrom Kamara's. I, I love loved Kamara. Um, I think I don't think he's ever going to get back to where where he was. But I really did see and do see the quality that he has. Um, mm-hmm. But just haven't seen it for a long time, really. Um, Lundstrom because he's a year left, and and if I'm honest. It, might sound harsh, but Lundstrom has been at the club nearly two years and has probably played well for four months. Um, you know, and that's that's not good enough uh, for for a player that's come down come down from the Premier League and 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 really should should be performing better than he than he has been. Um, so I don't think I don't think realistically we're going to be able to, especially with with other players in the midfield like Garfield, probably are going to be going from the midfield. Davis potentially going from the midfield. I don't think you can clear out your entire midfield in one summer. Um, and bring in as much as we might like to, but you need some continuity and consistency. You know, even around the place that know the club to be. You need to do it in small steps. I don't think we can just go right. Let's all is clear off, and you know we're bringing in 
X amount of players because it's it's inevitable that even if we bring in you know three centre midfielders, they're not all going to hit the ground and they're not all going to be successes as as we've seen with with certain players. So I don't think that we we we're in a position to just go you know clear clear the decks completely. Um, so it, it needs to probably come down to value wise, and I think Kamara, although he hasn't been great, I think. There's still a club, maybe in France. There's still a club there um, that will will part with a bit of money. Um, I think Lundstrom with a year left, you, you you'll get a wee bit for him, but I don't think you'll get as much as you'll probably get for Kamara at his age and profile. Yeah, it's it is interesting. Again, it's I know it was something that was talked about in the the last live podcast that went out on Monday, which was a fantastic podcast. If you've not checked it out, go and check it out already. Um, but um, it was that that we've not. There was a bid in for for Kamara. Was it Leo bid about nine? Was it anywhere between nine and fifteen million? I think I remember the rumours being that was the time to to go in and and cash in on them there. Um, and there's a just a wee comment here from Teddy Bears just in the side. Kamara is probably better suited to a slower league. I, I you know I could totally. I know it's a again ding for the football cliches, but see if he moved to to somewhere um over in Italy, I think he would be such a good good player. Um, over there, so if there's anybody just like Sampdoria or your Fiorentina's listening, we'll accept no less than uh, than, than ten million, and that'll cover mm-hmm. Tillman uh, and then some. Um, yeah, so um, this, well, that's, well, that's the last sort of ten minutes of the podcast. Uh, sorry, I was sort of caught up in in, in all that chat there. There was. Uh, all the co- I've, I've been struggling to keep up with the comments so much. It's been so good to see uh, everybody getting it, getting involved um, in, in this the debate tonight. Um, as Ben says, it, it would be difficult. I think there are some supporters out there that would have most of the midfield gone, but we've we've got to keep to keep some people in there. Um, but uh, right, we'll move on to the game at the weekend. See, that I don't know if there will be a podcast coming out before. Um, then, um, but Rangers play Motherwell on Saturday, and it's a twelve thirty kickoff at Fir Park. Um, well, obviously, the last time that one of the players that we've just spent a wee bit of time talking about there, Malik Tillman, uh, scored that fantastic solo goal for me, maybe goal of the season so far. Um, uh, and then we had another game at Ibrox where we won three 0 very very convincing win. If I remember, Morelos, Tillman, and. Golden maybe was a third scorer um, in that game. Um, but uh, yeah, I know we're not quite at the presser yet, but Ian, I'll, I'll come to you um, for this. How do you see Rangers potentially lining up for for that game? Um, do you think that, that Bill will, will stick with the, the, the same team that, that, that played against Hibs, um, seeing as it, he's been pretty consistent and that he wants us to be um, up there? And, and for me, I know we've I sort of briefly touched on it, but I think you'll want to get as many many minutes in, in the legs as, as possible for, for Cantwell and, and Raskin looking forward to this this old firm semi-final. Exactly. Yeah, I think obviously the only change at the weekend was Lundstrom in for Jack, so I'd expect that to go the other way. Um, and Jack comes in now. And yeah, that's our strongest eleven. I think the, the Hibs game proved that that's probably the team that will, will face Celtic, um, you'd imagine, in, in the games coming up. It all being well, uh, and like you say, Raskin. I think that was his first ninety minutes at the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So, yes, hopefully he plays another ninety minutes, keeps keeps going. He looked a lot fitter towards the end of that game as he than he did the last couple of games before that. So, again, that's ideal. Um, I think Ben was right at the start when he said about how the rest of the season we need to see guys like McCrory come in, 
see kind of who's going to be here next year, but I don't think it's the time to do anything like that just yet. So I would hope and expect that same eleven that was at um, at Hibs last week. Yeah, and on on I know we've talked about them, but but would you? Would, I mean, okay, Motherwell aren't, aren't flying at the minute. I believe they're they're, they're fighting for in a, in a bit of a relegation scrap at the minute. We know that Stuart Stuart Kettlewell's um, just come in there, but. Would you put a, put a guy possibly like like Hadji in there at the weekend, do you know, or would you just stick with with what with, with what um, Beal's done so far and just just keep 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 the same eleven? I'd play that same team. Yeah, I mean, you say they're not flying, but I think that they've won three of the last four in yeah. the other game, so they're kind of as, as terrible as our league is that they're one of the form teams suddenly just from from that little run. Um, but no. I'd, I think it'd be quite a disservice to anyone dropping out of that team because obviously if you put Hadji in, you're, you're taking out what Cantwell, he's not coming out, Raskin's not coming out, Jack's yeah. that kind of defensive mindset and then against Sakala was brilliant that night, albeit he fell over himself a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> as, as it, you know, that's, that's him. <laughs> but no, I, I, don't see, I don't see it deserved for anyone to come out to then let Hadji or even Tillman, if he's bad, I don't think he walks straight back into the team, albeit mm-hmm. we've, we've been seeing how great he's going to be and stuff, I don't think he's a first name of team sheet anymore. Yeah, again, you've you've segued me, uh, segued me quite nicely there, uh, again, Ian, because uh, Ross here says, would you not all expect Tillman to go back in um, what would we consider our strongest 11? And AG, with another interesting point here, he says, Divine should get game time. That's something that I didn't even consider, given that that, that Barisic might possibly be, I mean, by all accounts, it does sound like he'll be back in Croatia, Ben. Um, what, what's your thoughts on, on, on Tillman and uh, Yilmaz slash I'm assuming it's going to be Yilmaz over Divine coming in. Yeah, uh, Tillman Tillman should play if he's if he's fit and available. He should be in our strongest eleven. Um, he probably goes in there for Sakala for me. Um, I know I know he was good in good in uh, at Hibs, but he he's still very frustrating to me. Um, I don't see Divine coming in out of the blue, uh, especially given that he has had not really a look in since since that period over over Christmas. Um I was surprised maybe that he didn't get any look in over, over the cup games and stuff. Um I don't know again uh Ridvan if he if he's fed enough to be starting a game as of yet. So I suppose that will come in as a factor. If he's not, I'd be happy enough with Devine getting in there. Um but but if Ridvan's fit and available I'd love love to see him in there. Yeah so um I'll come back uh to you, Ben. I've actually just I've picked AG up wrong there. I, I just assumed he meant divine for on that left, given how well he did in that sort of three four games here. But but AG saying that divine for for Tav. There's certainly been a a a, a, a discussion. I, I know I've been on here this season quite a few times saying that I am disappointed. I don't, Tav's not having the best of seasons, but again, you look at his goal scoring rate. I think he's on like thirteen or fourteen in, in the league alone, which is which is in, insane for a, for a right back. But um, what's your thoughts on that? That's an interesting one. This could be a game where possibly we could maybe do something like that. Yeah, it's something that I in the in the last few weeks maybe would have liked would have liked to have seen. Um, I think with view to building up towards a semi final, I can't. I don't think I would do it now if, if I'm honest. Um, but and I, and if I'm, if if you're asking me what I think, the ma- I don't think the manager even enters his his mind that that Tavernier wouldn't start basically every game. Um, now I think it should at times, but but I don't I don't think I don't think if he hasn't done it to this point, and if he's if he's even starting Tav in cup games against two lower league sides, 
um, ahead of Devine. I, I don't suddenly see him doing it now. Um, maybe, maybe we will see it. Um, in a, you know, in a few weeks or whatever, or towards the very end of the season. Uh, but, but now I wouldn't do it, and I and I don't expect us to do it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in agreement with you there. I think I think we will see it towards the the latter part of the the season. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I certainly think that the divine is maybe due a, a wee run in the team. Um, especially given I saw I saw an I can't remember exactly where it was, but I saw an article um, of all the sort of under eighteen, under twenty players and within Scottish football, and I, I was I couldn't believe it the amount of Scottish players that, that that are just not not playing. I think there was more players in that level in the Championship in League One down in England, which is. A shocker of a stat. Um, right before we go and, and wrap it up, because we're we're well over the hour mark here for for the pod. But um, Ian, just before you go, can I get a wee um, score prediction and maybe some scorers off of you? Um, I think we're going to put Mullwell back down to earth and win. Let's go five now. Let's go for it. Five now. Back five. Five now. I think Cholak will get two. Tav will get to to silence the, the haters. Um and can we can't do his goal. So yeah, he'll round it off. Five now. I totally agree. Um and, and Ben, what's your scorers and uh, prediction? Uh I'm gonna go four one. Um and I'm gonna go four two for Cholak. Um I'm gonna go for Campwell and Red Van. Yeah, that's that's a good shout as well. I I think I'd love to see that. Um, I'll, I'll go for I'll go for a solid three 0 performance. Um, and you know what? I'm just gonna mix it up and, and throw chuck a wee bomb in there and say it'll be a Sakala hat trick. Let's see what what everybody makes of that. Um, so that's pretty much us. Um, Curry Muncher just before we go says here we're doing a sweepstake on the UB banner for Saturday's game. Um. Get in contact with Curry Muncher for that one because uh, I've I've no idea what that'll be. And but it's an interesting point to see if they will be at the game at the weekend. We know that they've they've released it or the Broom Loan Collective. Of, of, I know they released a statement as well um, about that. So yeah, it will be very interesting. Um, just to get a couple of the guys in the comments here. Nicholas Moore here says three 0 Cantwell scoring. Curry Muncher's got five 0 Um, was thinking he might have had a couple of drinks. Two goals from Tav. You know, that, that's fair enough. Um, Caroline's going 3-1, Cantwell going as well. Um, but, yeah, just want to say thank you to, to Ian for joining us tonight. No, not at all. It's been a pleasure, as always. Um, and, and thanks very much for, for joining us as well, Ben. Yes, cheers, Carl. Enjoy it. Fantastic. Um, and just want to say uh, I'll be myself on Saturday. Uh, I know I'm joined for, by uh, Craig all the way from over in Texas. I have no idea <laughs> what, what time he's going to have to be up at to to watch Motherwell Rangers uh, away from, from home. So at least for, for his sake, I hope it's a good game. Um, we'll be on shortly shortly after, after the game's finished. Um, and just remember, as always, give us a like and subscribe. And thank you to everybody that was watching viewing tonight it was really really good to i struggled to keep up with the comments um but we'll see you all again soon